0: It's time for Talkin' Jazz. And Jazz Nation,
1: just take a moment and bring it all in as the shot goes down. 121-99, the Jazz embrace 52-20, the number one seed in the NBA.
0: And there you have it. Jazz finish off the regular season by earning that number one seed in the NBA playoffs. And now, all they need is an opponent. We won't know that until Friday night. Good evening. Welcome into this is either the season ending edition or the postseason preview edition of Talking Jazz. So delighted to have Alema Harrington with me. How you doing, Alema? What's going on? I'm doing so
1: great. It was great to hear that call from Bowler and and, kind of relive that moment for Jazz Nation. Uh, First time ever, by the way, we've got the number one seed. Remember, we had home court throughout the second time we went to the NBA Finals. We had tied with the record with the Bulls and then we had the tiebreaker. First time we have it all to ourselves. Don't be that
0: group that's dissing on the Stockton and Malone teams. Those teams were still great, but we'll save that discussion (laughs) for another day. And and it it was so much fun to see uh, Quinn actually showing some emotion and celebrating with the guys and all that. Now there's more work to be done. But Alema, let's start with, you had a a laundry list of things you wanted to get to. So much stuff. It took me two days to put this rundown together uh, with Matt Coma. But let's talk about the one seed and just just how i mean that's just that's important and they've been chasing
1: it and they did it yeah important for so many reasons i think in part because of the confidence and for jazz nation they're so accustomed to oh, now they got one game to, to, you know, secure the one seed. I just feel like I've been through this before and the Jazz are not going to get that last win against the Sacramento Kings. Well, they got it and they they got it in convincing fashion. And so I I think part of it is to prove to the fans out there. Those are the believers out there. It's proof to the believers out there that there's something different about this squad right here and they're not out, you know, going to get disappointed along the way. And then secondly, you know, we've talked about this, the importance of the number one seed as it you know um, in in regards to the success that you will have in the postseason one seed versus two two seed and Fox you can see the numbers they're dramatic if you're the number one seed you're going to make it to the conference finals 85 percent two seed 58 percent and it goes on down the list but the, the separation between that one seed and the two seed I think is significant and I think for the Utah Jazz, even though this wasn't specifically on their minds, that that stat right there, um, I, I think you look at it and you feel really good about where the Jazz are right now.
0: And of course the Jazz actually were a one seed when they were one of those teams that didn't win the NBA yeah. title. But they ran into a guy named Mike. And we're <laughs> gonna talk about a different Mike right now because Alema, I liked it. You brought up a great point yeah. about Conley coming back with a couple games to go just to kind of get, you know, get his feet wet and that. And maybe that's a blueprint for Don.
1: Yeah, indeed, because, you know, Mike Smith made this point on our broadcast. Um, the, the the last game of the regular season, Sacramento, which was the second game back for Mike, for Mike Conley. And he said, the beauty of it is that you bring Mike back and then you bring Don back, but you don't bring them back together. Think of, you know, the disruption that it would be to try to bring both of these guys back at the same time because Having one guy out and then come back, you know, that in itself uh, creates some some problems with chemistry and getting all the guys on the same page again and those things. But you bring Mike back. Mike is uh, acclimated now. Now you bring Donnie back and yep. then, you know, you can allow him to kind of just mesh and adjust and acclimate a little bit at his own pace. And, again, the beauty is that you've got a week. These guys will be scrimmaging. They didn't practice today, but they'll be scrimmaging and getting Donovan into game shape. And
0: I'm sure he'll be just fine when the playoffs roll around for the Jazz this weekend. All right, Alema is off coining new phrases, and I'm not sure I've got this one right. Something about Clarkson is the, the bench starter or the no, or starter? The starter
1: the you got to get it right, Clark, What is because when people Google it, then they could know what they're looking they for. You gotta Google right? this. Yeah. Starter off the bench. Starter off the bench. Actually, right. That's exactly. And we we're we're all aware of this. The things that he's been doing, not just in his career, because he's at the top of the NBA as far as career numbers are concerned. But you look at what he has done this season. He has set a set a new benchmark, certainly for the Jazz. Uh, you know, uh, kind of to the tune of uh, our great, um, you know, Thurl Bailey. The when he was playing off the bench, oh, yeah. and to do that, you have to really embrace that role, and not a lot of guys out there are willing to do that. Lou Williams comes to mind uh, as one of those guys, but certainly you look at Clarkson and his ability to embrace coming off the bench and 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 infusing that energy and igniting it, if you will, flame on, um, allows you know Jordan Clarkson. To have the kind of impact on a game that typically you would reserve for a starter so he is a starter coming off the bench for you because the truth is on probably any other team in the nba this guy's a starter but i can't believe by the way accept this
0: The carmelo anthony was on that list <laughs> that first graphic <laughs> we just showed you and then here's the uh yeah. The uh, all-time three-pointer streaks, and
1: Clarkson's right now at Alemmy's yeah. at 93 Fox, you have not done anything 93 times in a row. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's such a good point. That is absolutely amazing. Well, as long as we're talking about threes, let's be honest, the three is the key, and the Jazz are just, they're
1: historical this year, Alemmy, hmm. and yeah. the numbers back it up. Well, you know, Foxy, this you know at one point was a concern for me because I looked at this number and you look at the percentage of points for the Jazz that come from the three-point shot and you get concerned. You start to think, well, what about when they're not making threes? They set an NBA record this season for going the entire regular season, having 10 three-pointers or more in every game. So that means even when they're not shooting well from the three, they're still getting, you know, 10 three-pointers and they're mixing it up they're getting more points in the paint uh they make adjustments i mean coach quinn snyder who i think should be the coach uh, of the year um has done a a masterful job of mixing it up and still making sure that that they they don't stop shooting the three like you watching the games and we've had games this year where they're not knocking down the three. They don't stop shooting the three. They yeah. just keep going for it because that's who they are. And eventually that will come back around and the odds will, you know, come back to Utah Jazz and, and the Jazz favor. But they're able to, to even in a bad game, make at least 10.
0: You slipped in, uh, Quinn Snyder, coach of the year. And it's, it's unfortunate that he's yep. not even being mentioned that Jerry Sloan never won coach of the year and it's it's kind of the hazard of coaching a good team but hopefully maybe one day Quinn will get that. Um, all right, let's move on now to the other side of all this, the big men. You know, we know how great Rudy is. I love the, the what the little bits that Favors throws in. It's really kind of like the icing on the
1: cake. You know, it's we've talked about this before where the uh, you know the master being uh, the teacher becomes the master. There was a time when Gobert, earlier on in his career, was uh, under the tutelage of uh, of Derek Favors, and now Favors is the complementary piece to what you get from from uh, Rudy Gobert. And Gobert is, I-, I think, a landslide winner for the Defensive Player of the Year. But we don't have the success. The Jazz don't have the success this year that they have had without the one-two punch of Favors along with Rudy Gobert. So give Favors a lot of love here because he's been, again, willing to accept a role coming off the bench, but he comes in and does the things that the Jazz need. He blocks shots. He's got that little teardrop shot from the middle of the key and and does a lot of things that help Utah. And that combination, what we refer to as the Wasatch Front, right? Those two guys, Their ability to combine for big numbers, along with Rudy's numbers, as you see here, 20 20. rebound games, right?
0: Six times uh, he's gone over 20 rebounds, tied with Clint Capella. And if you take that one step further, Alema, Truck Robinson, Len Robinson, back in the day, he had 16 games, I, I suspect. Yeah, don't get comfortable, Oh, Rudy's going to yeah, go we're over gonna, this. we going to move you out of your yeah. parking spot. <laughs> That's right. Maybe sooner than you even think. He's yeah. only one behind him. So, And Carl Malone is such a great rebounder. And for him to surpass him on that particular status yeah. speaks a lot. All right, speaking of Rudy Alem, it's time now for this week's edition of Jazz Bites. And Jazz go into the playoffs, as we know, the top seed, which is a first for Rudy as well as most of this squad. And here's what... He had to say on Sunday about achieving that goal as the top team in the NBA.
1: Jazz Bite, presented by Kimball Roofing and Repairs. I, mean, I think it's, uh, it's a great accomplishment, you know, coming from where we came from uh, seven seven years ago, you know, uh, from not making the playoffs and, uh, you know, building from scratch and, uh, Building stone after stone, you know, and uh, being able to build a culture, you know, build a build a team, build an identity, you know, and, and being in this position today is, uh, you know, is pretty amazing. You know, and, and obviously, uh, you know, it's it's not our main goal. Our main goal is to to get the championship. But uh, you know, we we still have to you know enjoy those moments and uh, you know and, and be proud of you know. Uh, of the year and of the the work that we that we put in this year.
0: By the way, I love that selfie element. It kind of reminds me yeah. of the famous Ellen selfie at the uh, Academy Awards. But all right, as for the playing game matchups, LeBron Curry 7-8 mm. matchup. Now the simplest way to explain this is if you're in the 7-8 game, you get two chances to advance basically double elimination. If you're in the 9-10 game, you only get one you lose and you're out. So this is the bracket. Spurs face yeah. the Grizzlies. Loser jumps to the lottery. Warriors and Lakers face off. Winner gets the seventh seed. And then loser faces off against the San Antonio Memphis winner for the eight seed. Hopefully that makes some sense. All right, right, eleven. take us through yeah. Who's going to win? First of all, Grizzlies-Spurs.
1: Well, I think that the Spurs win that first game. Uh, I don't think the Grizzlies are ready for prime time. The Spurs have experience, uh, if not only from their head coach, Greg Popovich. So I think that the Spurs come out of that Uh, 9-10 matchup, and then they will have to face that loser coming out of the 7 and 8.
0: And the 7 and 8 matchup, Warriors and the Lakers, LeBron and Steph, Alema, who do you like?
1: This might surprise some people. I don't see the Lakers as being all the way ready for this first matchup tomorrow night I say that the Lakers lose that game to the Golden State Warriors and Golden State gets the seventh spot and that means that it all comes down to San Antonio versus the Los Angeles Lakers to decide who is going to play the Utah Jazz and who wins that that? round and good news or bad news maybe you want the, the defending champs in the first round but that's what i see i don't think the los angeles lakers lose two in a row i think they lose to the golden state then they beat san antonio they're the number eight seed we'll see them on sunday
0: oh boy that just scares me but anyway we'll save uh, that for another day i mean the lebron the and, kind of
1: season it is foxy like bring on your best yeah you're right and, and I, think, I think i think with with the arena rocking with 13,000. Yeah, I think people are gonna, the Jazz will be ready
0: one way or another. They're gonna have to probably go through the Lakers and the Clippers. So mm-hmm. we'll see where it all shakes out. All right, final week of the NBA regular season, of course, was a wild one. That final day was a wild one. No shortage of great plays. And as usual, our Matt Coma has compiled his top five NBA plays of the week. Show on the scoreboard. Magic with their largest lead. Yeah, Magic making some adjustments too. Uh, well done between those two. The pass,
1: just throw it anywhere. He'll go get it. The one-handed catch, sneaking that in as he flies by the rim and backboard. Watch this. Tucks his head in at the last second. <laughs> Inside
0: Trey into that. Back. Oh look at the behind the back. Snell and he's got the three. about that pass? That brings back memories right there. The only guy in the arena that knew snow was open is Trey Young. Lehman able to save the basketball for Minnesota!
1: Oh, no! Jake
0: Lehman! How about that? Saves the ball out to him, almost gets stolen by Romeo Langford, But Jake is going downhill and throws it right into the face of Taco Fall. I mean, we've seen Jake have some incredible dunks, and that could have been an
1: and when it should have been. In front of him, he'll keep his dribble. Kyle Kuzma. He's going to throw it off the board! (laughs) He throws it off the board, Kobe style. (laughs) You think you have him stop, Jackson Hayes, so he throws it off the window, falls it for the flush. That's some play by Kuz. (laughs) Clock the game clock. Dotson. Loses his walking the tightrope. Oh, Blake Griffin, razzle-dazzle, oh, next level. Kevin Durant, the rack attack, and one of the highlights of the year. This may be the play of the year
0: in the regular season finale. Razzle-dazzle, flavor, and
1: bring in the spice. <laughs> This is just too good. Astonishing.
0: Playoffs are coming. Oh, by the way, that Nets that play was awesome. That Nets team. Yeah, how many out angles them. did we
1: have? Was Matt Coleman that had game cover- with his cell phone too? Yeah. He's got it
0: completely <laughs> awesome. covered. Uh, hey, 11, before we wrap up this segment, the play-in, the whole play-in tournament, I mean, one reason they put that in is it's a shorter season, a way to make more money, and we know that's
1: what the NBA is all about. Do you think it's here to stay? I do. Uh, I I think from from all indications, the NBA is loving it. And they're loving, of course, as you mentioned, the increased revenue. And think of the ratings. Uh, You know, the the games earlier tonight uh, have just been, you know, even though though you have a blowout maybe here or there, it's still people are tuned in.
0: Well, and the other thing is the NBA never subtracts anything <laughs> <That's> <laughs> once true. they add something they keep it going uh, three-point streaks so Alema said he's never done anything 93 times in a row 98 with the jasmine of the finals i worked 63
1: straight days in a Again, row i think 90, that's still a record
0: still a record <laughs>
1: Yeah, and good for you. And speaking of, you know, giving respect and and uh, to that group that that made those two rookies. absolutely I respect for this group, man. No and doubt. this is just the beginning. You know, the the, the goal is the championship.
0: Thanks, Alana. Catch you next time.
1: Hey. Okay.